0: I want to welcome you to day two of our look through James chapter one in daily drive time devotions. We started out yesterday taking a look at how this letter from James, the half brother of Jesus Christ, talked to us about how faith works, how it works in our daily lives to make a difference. In James chapter one, verses two to four, the verses we're going to be looking at today, talk about how faith works when you have problems. In fact, these are some of the most powerful verses in all the Bible when you're facing problems. I'd say this, if you're going through a problem right now, these verses are why God has you listening to this study on James. James chapter 1, verses 2 to 4. Consider it pure joy, my brothers, whenever you face trials of many kinds, because you know that the testing of your faith develops perseverance. Perseverance must finish its work so that you may be mature and complete, not lacking anything. Faith works. Faith works to put problems in their place. When it comes to problems, and who doesn't have problems, we all have strategies, ways that we use to try to put problems in their, in their, in their place. We try denial, we try we try escape, we try optimism, but denial in the end is destructive. If, if you deny a problem, pretend it isn't there, it just gets bigger and bigger and bigger. It doesn't work. Escape isn't effective. Why? Why isn't it effective? Because most of my problems have to do with me. I can try to run away from my problems, but when I do, I take me with me. And I'm the source of many of my problems. So escape isn't effective. And optimism isn't enough. I know a lot of people, they just say, it's a sunny day, everything's fine. You know, I'll just smile in the face of problems. I'll be optimistic. But in the end, that even isn't enough. Because our problems need more than a smile. Our problems need solutions. And our problems need... They need to do the work in us that God wants to do in us. Sometimes optimism is just another way of denial. What does God want to do in our lives through problems? What is God's strategy for facing problems? Well, it's going to surprise you. It does me every time I read this. James chapter 1, verse 2 says, consider it pure joy. There it is. Count it all joy. Consider it pure joy. That's God's strategy. Now, wait a minute. Isn't that just another form of denial? Consider it pure joy. How can I be joyful about the fact that I have problems? Well, you can't, obviously. You don't count it all joy or consider it joy that you have a problem. The joy is in what what God does through the problem. You see, these verses teach us four things about problems. Problems are inevitable. Problems are unexpected. Problems are used to develop us. And growth requires both problems and perseverance. Let's walk through those. First of all, problems are inevitable. Notice it doesn't say if you have problems. It says whenever you face trials. It's assumed that you're going to face trials. Somebody's called problems, life's daily quizzes and periodic final exams. You just have them every single day. How do you know if someone has an unsound philosophy of problems? You use the words, why me, a lot. Why is this happening to me? How could this be happening to me? As if somehow you're going to get a free pass. You don't deserve to have problems while you're in this world. Well, guess what? Everybody has problems in this world. Now, some of them we bring on ourselves, no doubt about that. But some of them just come our way, whether we do anything to bring them on or not. We cannot escape problems while we're in this world. We're going to face them. Heaven is a place where there are no problems. We are looking forward to an eternity there. I am certainly. But while we're on this planet, we are going to have problems. Problems are inevitable. So the idea that somehow you can build a life that doesn't have problems, is just a lie. Problems are inevitable. Not only are they inevitable, but, and this bothers some of us even more, they are unexpected. This this idea of of many kinds, that the variety of problems, you, you never know what's going to hit you next or from what direction. Some of us think, it'd be okay if I had problems if I could just schedule them into my schedule. It'd be okay if I had problems if I just knew which ones I was going to face next. But I keep having different problems, and they keep coming at the wrong times. It's not convenient. It's not the one that I've already learned to face. It's interesting that this New Testament word for trials or problems give us, gives us our English word for pirate. And problems are like that. They they ambush us from unexpected directions and unexpected ways at and unexpected times. That's... That's what makes them problems. They're inevitable and they're unexpected. You can't plan for them. But then James reminds us of this. Problems are used to develop us. We know that the testing of our faith develops perseverance. And perseverance finishes its work so that I can be mature and complete. You know, as, as I look at my own life and how I've learned to deal with problems, I, I, can, I can see my my thoughts changing as I grew as a believer in Christ. When I was a brand new believer in Christ and problems would come my way, I would think, God, what are you doing to me? Why would you do this to me? I'm a, I'm a new believer. I, I love you. Why would I have to face problems? It seems like you could do something about this. What are you doing to me? I, I grew a little bit more as a Christian and I realized, oh, there's an evil one at work in this world. There's Satan at work in this world. And I began to ask Satan, what are you doing to me? And God, why are you allowing Satan to do this to me? So it was just a more theologically correct way to say, God, what are you doing to me? But then as I've grown more, and I'm learning this in my life, I'm learning more and more to say, God, what are you doing in me? What are you doing, what do you want to do in me through this problem? How do you want to change me? How do you want to, how do you want to grow me? I'm learning that my faith is tested for a reason or that God brings reason out of the tests of our faith. My problems, your your problems are not just random events. God is using them. He can use them to grow you, to be the person, to be the man, to be the woman that he wants you to be. God grows us through our problems. If I didn't have problems, I'll just be honest with you, I'd I'd be a selfish snob. I'd be just thinking about myself and I'd just be so prideful that everything had worked out like I wanted it to. Because we tend toward selfishness. In this world, God works with selfish people. And the way he develops us is he takes the problems that we go through. And in our perseverance in those problems, he grows us. And that's the fourth thing about problems. Growth requires both problems and perseverance. Problems alone are not enough to grow us. <laughs> Otherwise, we'd all be full grown and mature because we all have problems. But you've seen it. There are some people, they face problems, the, the worst problems in life. And out of that problem grows a gentleness, a peace, a strength of character that you haven't seen in anybody else. And then you look at somebody else, and their problems seem to pale in comparison. But they grumble, and they're mean, and they're nasty, and their problems have soured them. What, what, what's the difference? The difference is in this word, perseverance. The Bible says, the testing of your faith develops perseverance. So first, I have to have faith. I have to have trust in God. But even amongst believers, some believers who have trust in God, they don't seem to grow through their problems. Why is that? Because they don't have perseverance. They're continually trying to escape their problems instead of grow through their problems. They're continually blaming God for their problems or thinking somehow that somebody else brought this on them instead of recognizing, God, you can grow me even through this. So you see God's formula here. What's God's formula for growth? Well, step one in the formula is this, get a problem. That's not too hard. Most of us have a pretty easy time with step one. We can get a problem. In fact, some of you listening to this right now, you're facing some horrible problems in your life right now. God's God's speaking to you as I'm talking right now about considering it all joy. Not, Not the problem. It's a terrible problem. But what God can do even through that evil that Satan has thrown your way. God can work even through that. First you get a problem, but then you add to that patient trust over time. It takes time for God to grow us. It it takes more than one prayer. God, I'm patient. Now, hurry and grow me. No, it takes patient trust over time. And I don't know about you, but it always takes longer than I want it to. That's where the trust comes in. If it happened at my timing, it wouldn't be trust. No, it's trust over time. And as I patiently trust God over time, he develops my character. He helps me to recognize that the things in this world are not the things that I want to hold on to the most. He helps me to recognize that what he's doing in me to grow me is more important than anything else that I'm accomplishing. He helps me to see that the fruit of the Spirit, the fruit of love and joy and peace and patience and kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control, the fruit of what he wants to do in my life comes out of even my response to these problems. But to do this, it all starts with that first phrase in verse 2, consider it pure joy, not the problem." But what God is doing through the problem. Let's do that in prayer right now. And it's a great prayer of faith. For you, it might be the greatest prayer of faith you've ever prayed. God, this problem I'm going through right now, I count it joy. I consider it joy. Not the problem, but what you want to do in my life, even through this. God, I'm going to have problems the rest of my life. And I don't want to turn into a bitter person. I don't don't want to turn into a person who's trying to escape problems, who's living my life in denial. God, I want to grow to be more like Jesus. I I want my character to change. And so I consider it joy, what you can do in me. And I trust you. I don't understand this problem. I don't understand why it's happening. I'm gonna have some questions about it when I get to heaven. But God, for this moment, I trust you. I trust you more than the problem. I trust you to develop me and grow me. I, I put my life once again in your hands, Jesus. And I pray this in your name. Amen. Tomorrow, we're going to talk together about how faith works when we have doubts. Join us tomorrow for Drive Time Devotions.